Welcome back to X Minutes. My name is Brian. I'm Wolf. And this is the podcast that takes the longest running single continuity superhero franchise today without a reboot yet and breaks down one extraordinary minute at a time. This is minute 80 of X Men 1. And Wolf, what happened? Man, things are just getting out of control. But before I get into the meat of this uh, clip, if you go to three seconds, you'll see the look that Magneto gives Logan. It's such a like douchey look of like, <laughs> I defeated you. What are you going to do? You know? yeah. So he got everyone all tied up. And then Sabretooth comes out of nowhere. Yeah, I literally was like, well, there's Sabretooth. <laughs> <laughs> he was on the roof. He just jumped up. He was like, we like waiting for the right moment. Yeah, Sabretooth walks over, takes off Scott's visor. So. So here's uh, the thing. If I just expected Magneto to take it. So now we have an idea that it might not be metal. You know, it might be something that isn't metal. And then all those little X brandings might not be metal. Might not be metal either. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's interesting. I never thought of that. They did it just for you. (laughs) They went back and were like, you know what? Somebody's going to be talking shit one day. Yeah, they're going to be like, why didn't (laughs) the metal detector go off for everybody? They're like, it's plastic. <laughs> it's oh, carbon <laughs> fiber. <laughs> yeah, so that she takes the visor off of the Cyclops, making him hold his eyes closed because if he would open his eyes, he would disintegrate Jean Grey's head and everything in yeah. front of him. And it folds down like, like a pair of beats by Dre, which is interesting. <laughs> Didn't even that. notice that. You go to like 12 seconds, I'm watching like fold him. And like they just look like I got a pair of skull candy headphones. It looked just like uh, Scott's visor. Oh, that's convenient. Um, I mean, he gets to put it in his pocket and then take off his sunglasses. He folds like yeah. the sunglasses and stuff. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like honestly, like if I worked on the stone back then, I would have to take at least one prop. There's no way. I would would it be that prop, or would it be the claws? Um, it would probably be the visor because just depending on. And the claws are like the ones that I have. Because you can get friends who will give you claws. So <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, my buddy would give me some adamantium claws. Yeah. yeah, that is interesting how they fall down. At 14 seconds, I don't know what, what that look on strong face means, but I don't know. It's kind of weird. Looks like she's like a little bit constipated, maybe a little worried. She doesn't know what's going to happen. But she says, or no, Scott says, let him up storm. And then Magneto says, a bolt of lightning is a huge copper conductor. I thought you lived at a school. I yeah, that, that is really a funny. great dunk. <laughs> but also, I mean, we should just Google it, but we're not gonna. But like, <laughs> if if copper can conduct electricity, it might be magnetic. Yeah, I mean, that's a possibility. But we mean, like, we will do our research. I won't. But yeah, it's like... I'm like, just kidding. Like, I'll check it. Out. I mean, like that is true, though. About I mean, I assume it's true. Like if she were to just zap every zap this uh, contraption, everybody would electrocute. I mean, I definitely running. know electricity can be conducted through wire because people steal big rolls of copper wire. Oh yeah, yeah. that's true. So there, there, it's, like, it's a purpose. But I mean, she does more than just electrocute. It's like she could try to blow him away or something like that. I don't know. Snowstorm. Yeah, she, yeah, she could literally like, snowstorm the place and bury everyone in snow. Right? 
And, you know, the elderly hate that winter time. So we bug like, I need an Epsom salt bath. You know, so let's see here. Oh, yeah. This is the school line around 20 seconds. And then we cut to the United Nations meeting thing or whatever, which looks pretty awesome, to be honest. So, like, I know they kind of phoned it in with, like, the futuristic look, but I think it fits. Yeah, it also literally just lasts like 14 seconds, but it reminds us that there's a bunch of world leaders, very multinational group there, uh, yeah. who's, you know, in the crosshairs. So mm-hmm. that was pretty, uh, Dude, speaking of crosshairs, dense. speaking of crosshairs, you go to 29 seconds, doesn't the United Nations symbol that the back kind of look like crosshairs? Now the I mean, guy yeah. on the podium. Yeah. It's interesting that you said that. I could just be like... If someone got excited with all the hairs. Like, <laughs> like, doubling more. up. Yeah. Double more the crosshairs. <laughs> Triple. Quadruple M. But like, you know a cross is two intersecting lines, right? That's why we call it cross hairs. Right. thin like hairs. Jesus. Gary, you need to stop. <laughs> I know your, your brother's Larry and Barry are just simple cops over by the Statue of Liberty, and you're designing our cross, the cross, new crosshairs for our scopes for the military. But Gary, so I swear to God, I'll take away your promotion. <laughs> like puts a giant like map of the world in the crosshairs. Like that is, it defeats the purpose. What are you, Man. Thanos? You shouldn't be targeting the world, right? Around 36 seconds is where he starts to uh, call for uh, mystique on his headset thing. Wait, nobody says, I thought for sure Logan was going to be like, she's dead or something like that. And no one says that. They just jump right to Senator Kelly. So this is the part where they tell uh, Maggie, Notice he you know, didn't call for Toad. <laughs> <you know, right? laughs> He's like, mystique, mystique. Oh, she must be indisposed. All yeah. right, Toad. A toad. Oh wait, I don't give a shit. You really pushed for some stupid acrobatics. A toad. Where is my McDonald's? Um, <laughs> it better have a Charles Xavier toy in the Happy Meal. <laughs> oh, dude, X Men toys went ham back then. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. And it's all about the senator, and he's all gung ho about that. He's like, "Oh, so good senator survived his fall and is swim back to shore." And I'm like, he's all like giddy about it because he's like, he's like, what? You know what I'm saying? Oh, he became even more powerful. You say, yeah, even more powerful than I can imagine. That reminded so me of Star Wars. Oh, shit. I, I thought about it for like a minute after hearing it. Strike me down and I'll become more powerful than you could ever imagine. Wow, that's fantastic. But Man, sorry. You know, great minds think alike when it comes to, you know, writing. <laughs> But you were saying, uh, sorry, I interrupted the end of your Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I was just saying that um, he said um, he became even more powerful than I can imagine. So up until this point, which I didn't realize from previous views of this film, he thinks the senator has just become a mutant and he's just like a powerful, you know, superhuman. He has no idea that he fucking like disintegrated into like a jelly ball and then Heck, eventually... Heck. He may have thought he drowned. Yeah, yeah, heck yeah. He could have thought he 
or maybe uh, fell to his death, sm- uh, smashed on those rocks. <laughs> you know, he had no idea what happened. All he knows is that he wants to turn the United Nations or whatever, all of the mutants. So yeah, they keep telling him, they're like, I saw him die. That's what Storm says. Like, I saw him die, like those people down there will die. And then... It cuts like, off, the, but uh, he starts his yeah. next line, which I guess we'll yeah. dive in in the next minute. Okay. Yeah, we can dive into that in the next minute, but... Yeah, but that's some pretty enough. heavy denial. Honestly, I mean, I some people see this scene right here as, like, more exposition. I mean, I, I, I just think it kind of moves the story along without giving away too much. I mean... Yeah, it, it ties up some loose ends. It shows yeah. that they're smart enough to try to just get through to him. Like, mm-hmm. I understand your plan, and hell... You know, who knows? I actually wonder how motivated the X-Men would be to stop it if the plan would succeed safely. Mm. You know? That is interesting. Yeah, like if like if they met Senator Kelly and he was like flying and shit. And yeah. he was like, well, he was like, you know what? Being a mutant is not that bad. Let me pass these laws. Yeah, because if so, Senator Kelly didn't die, it would be much more of a gray conversation. Like, this isn't right. Yeah. You can't play God, but if no one's actually in danger and it is people in power who could sway public opinion, there's a more nuanced discussion. You know, honestly, I mean, maybe we can ask the viewers to maybe comment what they think would have happened. I think they would have let him turn everyone into mutants if everyone would have been safe. Mm. So, yeah. I, yeah, let's... Yeah, put that in the, the comments on this minute on Instagram at X Minutes. I would have to say that Xavier would insist that it be voluntary. Ooh. You know? Like, it's yeah. a it's a nuanced conversation like The Cure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, there's the nuanced conversation, but of course, Magneto's problem is you're trying to trick us into not being your gods. Um, yeah. So that just pisses him the fuck off. But, uh, yeah, Xavier might be cool, I feel, but tell me if you disagree, anyone who wants to put in their opinion. I feel mm-hmm. like he would have to have it be voluntary mm-hmm. instead of against their, instead of without their consent. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Hopefully. Wow. Right. I mean, there's a little more nuance. One of the benefits from Dark Phoenix was it gave Xavier more nuance. Yeah. Um, in terms of his where he's actually coming from with why he's doing it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like first class made him sexier, but uh, <laughs> Dark Phoenix made him darker. Yeah, and it's like I mean. I really, I wasn't like a huge fan of Dark Phoenix. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. And, you know, as, as, um, well, I respect about McAvoy's choices he made while playing characters. I can see how his character could go from first class and it's slowly, it's slowly changing into the Xavier that we know from this film. Yeah. Uh, I think. <clears throat> I'm looking forward to Days of Future Past to hopefully appreciate it more, but to really get to voice my criticisms of that, Mm -hmm. because that was almost universally accepted. And on my Mm -hmm. first watch, I was like, yeah, it's good, but there's a 
lot that I don't like about, but I never knew how to. I, I've never made a video essay, and that would probably be the best way to say it. But during the minutes, I'll do that, and then hopefully, I'll appreciate Apocalypse more because bore, you know, um, and that at least for me, and then appreciate Dark Phoenix even more. Like I don't think it's great, but I think it's a it's a net positive mixed mixed ish bag. Okay, man. But yeah, we'll get to that in 20 or 30 years. <laughs> Thank you so much. This is minute 80 of X-Men 1. I'm Wolf. I'm Brian. And we are the best in what we do. What we do is not very fast. Mm-hmm.